run a makey bakey. We're gonna have a little flat meeting in the kitchen. Okay. When you get the four vampires in a flat, obviously there's going to be a lot of tension. One of the unfortunate things about not having a reflection is you don't know exactly what you look like. I go for a look which I call dead but delicious. Hello, ladies. Vladislav used to be extremely powerful. He would kill anybody, burning everything. It's totally great. This is my torture chamber. Great orgies, 20, 30 women. He could hypnotize crowds of people. See me. See me. Hi, my name is Nick. I've been a vampire for two months. <laughs> the neighbors can see you flying around. Do you want to draw attention to this house? Hmm? I've got a whole documentary crew following you around. came to this country for love. Some people freak out a bit about the age difference. They think, what's this 96-year-old lady doing with a guy four times her age? They can call me Cradle Snatcher, who cares? This is a private secret society, mate. You don't go bringing your bloody cameras into everything. You will not eat the camera right. guy. Maybe I'm one camera guy. here. <laughs> We're just responding to reports of a rather large amount of shrieking. Smells a bit weird in here too. What do you call that? Barbecue. Hey guys, back again. Um, welcome back. And that's right, gonna talk about this movie I should have watched so many years sooner. <clears throat> what we do in the shadows. Um it's just freaking hilarious. I mean, even the trailer itself, I get lost in, um, just due to its absolute absurdity um, and hilarity. I, I mean, it's just, it's freaking awesome. Um, anyways, uh, quickly gonna look at this movie. So, I mean, it's a 2014 New Zealand mockumentary horror comedy film about a group of vampires who live together in Wellington. Written, directed, and starring uh, Jermaine Clement um, of that uh, Flight of the Concords and God, I hope I say this right. Uh, Take, what TT? Um, that of Thor Ragnarok. Um, I mean, it—it's just I—I I love the guy. He's just amazing. Um, but anyways, um, it premiered at Sundance Film Festival in January of 2014. Um, was theatrically released in August 18th, 2014. Um, and I mean, basically didn't really earn that much. This is kind of one of those cult followings. Um, those of you that have seen it love it um and want everyone else to see it and i totally understand that now after seeing it myself it's that one movie i recommend to everyone so um for those of you that haven't seen it and decided to tune in anyways it's a uh, document as i said a documentary crew follows four vampires viago vladislav uh deacon and pita um they all share a flat in wellington a suburb of Tiago, um, which of course New Zealand. And although Viago, Vladislav, and Deacon are all several centuries old, um, they've, re they've retained their normal human appearances, but the 18,000 year old Peter resembles that of Count Orlok, um, 
to me that is totally like Salem's Lot. Um, you know, this is Nosferatu. Um, and, you know, he's kind of got that, that pointy ears. But anyways, <clears throat> each night, um, you know, these guys prowl the streets in search of people to kill um, and basically hang out in the flat during the day to avoid sunlight. And um, which, of course, is lethal. They still keep the, you know, the pretty traditional vampire... Um, motifs going um but essentially try to adapt those antique uh views and just sort of that lifestyle um to the 21st century life so it's it's pretty funny i mean deacon with his human servant jackie running errands and she's frustrated because deacon's never going to turn into a vampire like he promised um (laughs) And then, of course, uh, you know, which basically leads her to bring her ex-boyfriend Nick over as a sacrifice because they need they need food. Um, and essentially, um, after as they bring um, these guys over, Nick tries to escape. Peter finds him and essentially turns Nick into a vampire. So two months later, um, the vampires accept Nick into the group and also um, bond with his human friend Stu, uh, the computer analysis who shows them how to use modern technology such as YouTube, um, cameras, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's hilarious scenes. Um, Viago, in particular, is able to find Catherine, his love of uh, many past years, now an old woman in a a rest home or, you know, old folks home for lack of a better word um in wellington and despite being able to get his new friends into more popular bars and clubs nick struggles to adapt to a life as a vampire and carelessly reveals a secret to strangers that they meet you know basically trying to stay cool um one of these vampires or one of these strangers happens to be a vampire hunter who breaks into the flat during the day and kills peter exposing him to sunlight uh, the vampires are furious. They discover Nick, um, you know, basically indirectly caused Peter's death and banish him um, and pre- perform using the infamous profession of shame from the flat. Um, sometime later, the vampires receive an invitation to a masquerade ball um, where they meet another undead supernatural beings and zombies, witches, as well as Vlad- Vladislav's ex-girlfriend, Pauline, um, whom he keeps nicknaming the beast throughout it. I'll be honest, during the movie, I thought, like, she was- well, I thought it was going to be something much more than that. And just that part where it's like, oh, it's his ex-girlfriend, uh, Pauline. I just, I died. It's just too funny. Um, but essentially, Nick, Stu, and Jackie also all attend. Um, and to Deacon's annoyance, Nick has turned Jackie into a vampire. Um, when Pauline realizes that Stu and the camera crew are humans, the other guests try to kill them and Vladislav fights Pauline's new boyfriend. As this weird little monster thing. I guess he's a vampire. But anyways, um, Stu saves a lot of stuff by impaling, impaling Pauline's boyfriend on a stick. And the vampires manage to escape the ball with Stu and the film Stu and the film crew, but encounter a group of werewolves who are about to transform in the forest, um, st- which was actually the werewolves from earlier. S- werewolves, not swearwolves. Um, st- of course, Sally, Stu, and one of the cameramen are caught up and attacked by the werewolves. And assuming Stu is dead, the vampires go through this intense grieving. It's so sad, but so funny. Um, and anyways, they 
come up to actually find out he's been turned into a werewolf himself and reappears and eventually reconciles the werewolves with the vampires and allows them all into the flat together. Nick also resurfaces and accepts back into the, and is accepted back into the home. Viago reconnects with Catherine, turning her into a vampire um, and uh, so that they can live forever and ever and live happily ever after. Also, an also very funny scene, kind of spoiled in the preview, sadly. Um, but uh, the scene during the credit reveals that Vladislav has gotten back together with Pauline, and Jackie has made her husband her new familiar. A post-credit scene shows Deacon attempting to hypnotize the audience to forget the events of the film. Um, so yeah. I mean, that's it. That's all. And it is freaking hysterical. Um, it's just, it's so clever, yet so simple. It's, it's just, it's awesome. I, I just don't know how else to summarize this. Um, those of you who have heard me talk about it, you understand my passion already. Um, and uh, those of you tuning in, Thanks for putting up with me so far. So, as I said, our cast, um, Itake, uh, Watiti as Viago. Um, he's aged, supposed to be aged around 379, and he's the uptight leader of the household. Um, Jermaine Clement, Vladislav, he's aged about 862. He's supposed to be only 16, um, because things were harder back then, so that explains why he looks the way he does. Um, and Jonathan Brew as Deacon, he's about 183, 183, and he's the young, rebel of the group um he's fond of knitting erotic dancing and just overall being cool um and uh we have ben uh, fransham as peter he's around eight thousand years as i said and like a nosferatu like vampire that was on the bottom floor of the flat in a stone coffin and generally keeps to himself um, and, uh, as I mentioned earlier, some of the, uh, other characters, Jackie, Nick, Stu, um, Anton, Catherine, Pauline, and our, uh, police officers. So getting into the overall production of the film, uh, the film's based on a 2005 short, short film, um, What We Do in the Shadows, Interviews with Some Vampires, which was written by, um, both, uh, Watiti and Clement and starring uh, Johnny Bro, but um, some of the other major roles were um, were changed. And the feature film adaptation was shot in Wellington, uh, which um, in September of 2012, and this was um, basically uh, with T.T.'s first feature film since Boy. Um, he had basically a couple, um, uh, not really known for here in the northern hemisphere um but definitely popular in new zealand um just some other uh, other films but correct me if i'm wrong um so Stu rutherford um an it technician and high school friend um was initially told he would only have a bit a small bit in the film um and he would have to act more naturally when filming and he didn't realize his role was important until the film's premiere uh, which is pretty funny. Um, and those of you that don't know, Stu is Stu. Uh, so just basically didn't realize that he would be so influential. And uh, that is what Titi's best, one of his really good friends. So he also revealed um, that uh, there was so much footage filmed. Three cuts were made. One focused primarily on jokes. One focused on story. And the final, a mix of the two. Um, and according to... Um, with T.D. and Clement, their favorite film, uh, vampire films were Lost Boys, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Interview with the Vampire, and um, those movies are heavily quoted or referenced in the film, along with other uh, genres such as Blade, Twilight, and Buffy. Uh, the music itself is 
pretty unique. I, I definitely enjoyed um, some of the tunes that they, um, they put together for this. So it was composed by Plane 9. The film's opening credits features the song You're Dead by Norma um, Tanja. And after Clement and uh, what T introduced the the uh, introduced to the song by the film editor Tom Eagles, the film's trailer and ending uh, feature song became um, God I can't pronounce this right. Oh my my Russian's terrible. Last Okcha Lastica. If correct me if I'm wrong, I'll spell it L A S T O C H. K-A, uh, and it's the Russian rock band uh, Leningrad. Um, I, I, I have yet to get this song translated. Um, I've got a friend who uh, who hopefully can help me with that. Um, but uh, essentially, um, I'm, I'm curious to see what the, the details of that song actually are. So uh, anyways, it, the film re- was uh, released. It had a limited release on February 13th in 2015. Um, so this was New York City, Los Angeles, and followed screenings in San Francisco, um, Irving, uh, Philadelphia, Boston, Seattle, and Washington, D.C. The film received a re- regional release in the U.S. in March of that year and uh, by Unison Films, The Orchard, and Paramount Pictures in association with Funny or Die and Paladin Pictures. So quite a few um, producers on the back of that to get it um, with a, a North American release. <clears throat> So the film was heavily uh, pirated, and although shutting down um, some of these piracy websites based in Mount Wellington, Auckland, uh, the website revealed that over 277,000 downloads of what we do in the shadows um, was basically, you know, it's one of the most heavily pirated, which is kind of funny because, I mean, that's essentially where Netflix gets the films that they decide to put up on on Netflix is kind of seeing where what numbers are are looked at for pirate pirate pirating. Um so it's uh you know kind of thankfully, you know, we can thank our uh, our lucky stars that happened, but at the same time it's it's kind of a a disappointment for the filmmakers. Um so uh critical response um it received great critical accra- uh, acclaim and has an approval rating of 96% on Rotten Tomatoes and that's based on 163 reviews which I mean essentially it's like 7.8 out of 10. So um, it's rated 68 on the website's list of top 100 comedies of all time and the critical consensus states smarter, fresher and funnier than a modern vampire movie has any right to be. What we do in the shadows sorry your freaking notes stick together uh, what we do in the shadows is bloody good fun. Uh, the film also has a score of 76 out of 100 on Metacritic. Um, so those of you that pay attention to those kind of websites and numbers, you know this is a big deal. Um, so Fear Night called the film a great vampire comedy. Um, film School Rejects wrote predominantly positive review, commenting that the film's broader moments fell flat, but compared it favorably to similar mockumentaries such as Best in Show. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, the film was warmly received by, in UK newspapers. Um, you know, essentially best comedy of the year. Those kind of reviews, you know, that kind of notes and reviews essentially going on. Um, but uh, the only thing I could see that was more critical was our variety writing that the, some genre fans who prefer the silly to satiric may bite, but the anemic... Anemic pick isn't remotely weird or witty enough for cult immorality. Um, so pretty 
vicious to have a review there, which I, I don't think the film deserved that. I mean, it might not be up your alley, but essentially, to me, if you don't like this movie, it essentially means you aren't really just don't like mockumentaries. Um, you know, it, that's that would be my outlook. But again, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but uh, moving on, I mean. It made fairly good money. I, I just the only thing I couldn't find was how much money it took to film. Um, so I'd be curious to see, you know, how much money it actually made. But essentially, it grossed around two million US, so it's not bad. Um, so there is no t- uh, sequel to the film, which focused on werewolves depicted and what we do in the shadows was in development, but stopped due some due to some unresolved production issues. And originally rumored to be titled "What We Do in the Moonlight," the working title was literally was later announced as "Werewolves." Uh, and um, Vampire's Guide to Wellington in June two thousand fourteen, uh, with TD in conjunction with Discovery New Zealand, was uh, produced as a production short film titled "Vampire's Guide to Wellington," in which he reprises his role as Viago von Blitzberg. So I gotta look that up because I think it'd be pretty hilarious. So, um, television series Wellington Paranormal in 2016, it was revealed that Watiti and Clement were planning a um, procedural comedy series based on police Karen and Mike, who had minor roles in the film titled Wellington Paranormal. Uh, the series producers gained um, about a million dollars to produce six 30-minute episodes for the series, which aired on TV and Z2 from July uh, or, or uh, from basically July of this year. Um, and uh, Television New Zealand is open to production of a second season, but has yet to secure funding from um, New Zealand On Air or uh, any really New Zealand broadcasting agency. Um, and uh, essentially there could be an American adaptation, or the American version of the film is being planned to be developed as a television series, pilots um, being ordered by FX, and this will um, the pilot will feature KB Novak, Matt Berry, Natasia Demetrio, and Harvey Gulligan, as executive produced by Scott Rudin, Paul Sims, Garrett Bash, and Eli Bush. And May 3rd, 2018, FX picked up the pilot to series with an order of 10 episodes set to premiere in 2019, which I'm excited, but I'm not excited. Because, I mean, I think, for me, what really made this film, you know, is basically Clement and Watiti. I mean, um, not to take away from uh, Rise Darby, I mean, he was pretty freaking fabulous. Um, or, sorry, Rise Darby. Um, Jonathan Bro as Deacon. Um, but, uh, and, um, but uh, essentially, um, you know, it, it, I... I it just it isn't going to be the same. Um, I mean, it's these three, their chemistry coming together that really made this movie for me. Um, and it just, that's what I would go back on. That's what I really enjoyed. So um, those of you that have seen it, watch it again. It. I hope this movie, or this movie, this podcast made you want to watch it again. I know it certainly made me want to watch it again. Um, just talking about it. Um, it's just, it's just overall such a, great film and just gives you such a kind of warm feeling at the end for lack of a better word but I guess I mean in reality of some of the films that I 
usually cover on this podcast, it leaves me with a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling at the end. Um, you know, it's not it's not the typical doom and gloom that I'm used to, <laughs> but uh, not not to diminish that because I absolutely I, I love it. I live for it. Um, and uh, essentially, yeah. So wrapping up, you know, would give this basically a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10. I think it's a freaking awesome movie. Um, and like I said, if you haven't seen it, go see it. If you've seen it, watch it again. So quickly, guys, wanted to say thank you all for listening. Putting up for my usual mumbo-jumbo traveling on rambling. I just appreciate it so, so much. I, I really can't say enough. You guys are freaking awesome. I mean, that's, that's it. You're just freaking awesome. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, as always, you know, check me, check out things on Twitter, Instagram, reach out to me there. Definitely love to hear from you. Things you want me to cover, things you want me to talk about, things you want me to correct, fix, stop doing, start doing, whatever the case may be, or even just to say hi. Love to hear from you. Um, and, uh, yeah, as always guys, keep calm, stay creepy.